0: welcome 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 oh I know sorry I hate that was... as was well, <laughs> I wasn't
1: told also put some clothes on like I'm know, wearing a sorry. turtleneck no you're not you're I'm literally joking it's a fact and I'm like hey. this
0: <laughs> it's the fact that you're actually a Quaker no actually that could be mean no offense cut that out
1: no offense <laughs> to, to our Quaker audience I didn't mean
0: I didn't mean quicker, I meant more Like, like. Right. I mean it's, that's no better.
1: I was about to say it's quite equally offensive <laughs> there, but <laughs>
0: um no, Please you look lovely.
1: Sh- no, I I actually
0: don't, but thank you for saying that. But no, um, I just can you actually I like cut the that
1: out No, I won't. I won't. <laughs> I don't um, want to be offensive. Don't care. I'll be cancelled.
0: Oh, um, <laughs> Well, welcome
1: back, everyone. We are <laughs> back here for another episode of Dead Talk, the podcast where we talk about. You stop things. singing,
0: <laughs> never.
1: And um, this is the musical episode. <laughs> no. I'm kidding. Um. So this episode, we're back with the same kind of vibe as last week. I just want to say, mm-hmm. can I just say, the response, engagement, reaction to last week's episode, insane
0: unreal yeah it's actually quite it's so nice because I mean you mostly do all that side of stuff like I'll hold my hands up listeners I really don't do much of the work <laughs> slash any <laughs> of the work but Lucy likes to communicate with me so yeah she was saying how um like the listens are like the listens is that what you call it yeah listens I mean, yeah. yeah um are crazy and um the general response like over on social media and stuff has been so nice and I think as well when it's personal like it's been quite heartwarming the response yeah Yeah, definitely I think um like
1: because even I I track the lessons like bible which is disgusting (laughs) like I need to not do that um but you know even just in general I don't know about you but I've just had like a fair amount of people reaching out being like even just, not even just like to tickle my arse and be like, oh, that was a great episode, but even just people to, <laughs> did you like that saying? Yeah. You like, like, like,
0: like.
1: Um, <laughs> but yeah, not just people saying like, oh, that was a great episode or whatever, which we have, mm-hmm. I have had people say that, but like, just so you know, <laughs>
0: that sounds <like> so i <laughs> had an it, overwhelming
1: positive response, okay? <laughs> it's not just that, but if we're talking about it, it was 5,000 people. <laughs> um, no, but even just like people, Reaching out to engage in that conversation was yeah. like really great. Like I had quite a few people from my year like message me <laughs> and be like, "Sorry, I'm
0: kidding. I'm kidding." But, <laughs> <laughs> Never knew okay? Thank so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: like I, I I was talking about this with them. Um, I was talking about this with my friends Marvin and Lindsay, and I was kind of saying like, I really hope it didn't like come across as like, you know, whatever. And I was like, imagine people like you could totally imagine the scenario of like, hey,
0: girly like, I hope that wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, if the shoe fits, honestly. Uh, it was.
1: <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I'm literally. Sorry to
0: break it
1: I'm taking the piss. I'm honestly. Yeah. I'm not. Well, um, you know what.
0: Your story heartwarmed a lot of people, including Cam. He was like, that bit, like, yeah, it really touched me because when I played for Scotland, like, I felt like you couldn't talk about it in school because everybody made fun of me. (laughs) It's like, fuck off, maybe.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, fair enough. That's sweet. I was like, totally the same thing. Shut up. You don't understand. (laughs) Um, No, it's sweet. It's nice. Like, that was, I liked the way that that was a bit of a framework for, like, a lot of people um messaged me kind of saying like you know I felt like this in school and Mm -hmm. nobody had a clue like the same way with me and my like my thing the same with you in your situation like everyone is the same of like you know it's I felt like this and I had these thoughts in my head and nobody had a fucking clue and I'm like some of my friends from school and I'm like fuck like I didn't even know that so
0: I know. I think it's so nice like just to open up conversation about it like I'm not trying to claim that we're doing anything revolutionary here. But like it's nice for me personally to like talk about these topics in a more formal setting. And I think, yeah, as we say, like the response has been so good, especially considering like all the responses we got for our market research for this week have been so interesting. I've loved um, reading all the responses and just like gaining some general yeah. opinions on our topic this week which is alcohol by the way
1: yes that leads us into nicely the topic of this week's episode which is alcohol our relationship with alcohol and like just binge drinking culture the drinky poos yeah sorry you're like so serious you're like binge drinking culture I'm, like, <laughs> drinky poos <laughs> <laughs> Couple of beverage nice. <laughs> with Jebs. Um, I've not but, said
0: that right. in so long.
1: <laughs> oh classic. Our flatmate last year. Shout A, Emma. <laughs> our flatmate last year, um Emma, me and Kika had never met her before in our life. Um, before she moved in. And we were no. like bevs with Jebs before she but like probably honestly terrified her. Um, because we yeah but no always... so we've
0: told her this since like she's it's not like we're yeah, like yeah, 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 professing yeah, yeah, yeah. this and she doesn't know no but yeah we used to always laugh about it and be like oh can't wait to meet emma like Jebs, which is just shit power like it is not but we find it so funny
1: when you were talking about it there i was just like <laughs> such shite chat like it's honestly the absolute <laughs> worst chat it's not even funny anyway do you know what i'm not even gonna it's give like it like time it's like friendly
0: chat remember that <laughs>
1: right it's just i am funny is what i'd like to stop say. exposing before me. before we start talking about anything else between me and kika's no listen, you
0: think you're funny I'm, right. I'm just the only one that laughs at you. i've just got good people Is not-
1: that it? i'm not actually funny i've just got people <laughs> yeah. laugh okay yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: um let's not unpack that let's get on to the episode so this week okay. yeah we're talking about alcohol um so i think we're going to start quite generally
0: yes I like, think I have some, some facts for you. Um, I have some facts and for you, listeners. So I'm excited
1: about this. Everyone.
0: Um, honestly, they're probably gonna be similar, but I was doing some reading because actually the binge drinking culture in the UK is something that I find quite interesting. I did a course um in third year, I think, called The Sociology of Intoxication. And that wasn't like specific to the UK, but it's all about like why we as humans especially in the 21st century feel the need to be drunk like because mm. it's actually quite a bizarre thing to pursue like being basically poisoning yourself mm. to have a good in the name of fun right now that's kind of theoretical because obviously like everybody loves drink well not everybody but most people and um, you don't want to get too like in the theories about it but when you put it like that it's quite fascinating that yeah it's such a big part of our lives so, yeah, I was reading about how, how much, like the statistics of what we consume in the UK. Now, did you know that the UK gets the most drunk of any nation in the world, according to The Guardian? Um, the report only featured 36 countries, so it's really not an like, inclusive mm-hmm. study, but it said in terms of it's far worse here than in Europe, done in South America and America and Canada are like similarly bad but we top the charts with getting drunk on average of 51 times in a, in a year which is like almost once a week which is actually insane but this was in 2018 so obviously things have changed I think since the pandemic but that is honestly like crazy to me. That's bizarre I mean
1: well, I, it's not just
0: I uni students like we're not just t- no. students so that's why i'm like who like it's intense that is but then i i think with you saying like uk
1: is the worst i not i'm not surprised but it's quite no like quite a weird and hard pill to swallow when you actually hear it like just every ev- out of everywhere yeah obviously that didn't mm-hmm. include some other countries but still like even at that like it's it's quite odd i think yeah, would I yeah, I definitely would have thought that but it
0: is it's
1: such a weird thing to actually hear.
0: I know and when you like actually break it down because I was reading this um really interesting article about the history of British like drinking culture and like interestingly it's only been in recent decades really that this whole binge drinking culture's ar- arisen. Mm-hmm. Um because before like from 1950s and before that um, it was a very male-dominated like, space, the pub. And people, I mean, obviously people got drunk. Like, I'm not saying being drunk was like this revolutionary new thing. But on average, people did drink less. And um, you would generally drink beer or ale at the pub. Yeah. And you'd have like a few yeah. pints. Um, and so in 1950, the average... Um, alcohol consumption was 3.9 litres of pure alcohol now this is how apparently they um, measure it obviously nobody drinks pure alcohol but one litre of pure alcohol is the equivalent of 35 pints of strong beer okay so if you on an annual basis the average was 3.9 so that's like over 100 pints fine Um, In 2004, which is the highest peak of alcohol consumption in the UK ever, so we've never hit this point again, and it's called the peak booze, is what it's called. Um, We are drinking 9.5 litres of alcohol per person, which is the equivalent of more than 100 bottles of wine a year. I know. know, Like, fucking hell.
1: Okay, so let me break down some of the things that you just said. I think let me break down this as the expert here I don't know why I'm saying it like mm-hmm. that, but I, I just want to unpack better words for it um what you've just mm-hmm. said so I think after hearing you say about like this binge drinking culture I don't know you kind of think about it in okay so let's say 1950s to what 80s is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, I, yeah. well from the 15s, 50s onwards it was like a steady upwards mm-hmm. trajectory and then it like leveled out in the 80s and then in the 90s it went even higher with like the rave culture yeah. and now since 2004 was the peak we've been coming down but like nothing not like very very gradually You know, yeah I mean, like it's still very high and I think so my take
1: on that of like me I guess it's what happened at what point did we drink to get drunk do you know what I mean Yeah. yeah I think that's the difference and it's like I don't know because you think about a lot of stuff especially like having like not to play stereotypes but it's not stereotypes Mm -hmm. it's just true like the the alcohol consumption in Ireland is so much more than like the rest of the UK and not so much more but like still a bit more and like Mm -hmm. you know you have Ireland and Scotland and that kind of culture that you think of is okay yeah like everybody went to the pub and stuff like that but I do think there was a shift in when people stopped or started to go out and drink to get drunk rather than just to be at the pub.
0: Yeah, I think it's a really interesting um, kind of exploration into social history as well because mm. there is obviously like external factors such as like unemployment rates or the, you know, like taxation like of alcohol, rave culture, Huge like one. external forces that fueled drinking like human behavior yeah Um, and I don't know like well the more I read about it the more I'm like this is honestly so interesting but um there is parts of um also I I, like don't want to talk as if I'm completely pathologizing getting drunk like I'm not (laughs) I think um we all do it right but I think that we do as a nation have a bit of a problem with alcohol reliance perhaps Um, but yeah researchers call binge drinking they call it determined drunkenness where being drunk is like a crucial part of the activity like that's what you're doing Um, I know and then they note that with the rise of clubbing and rave culture like you said um, a lot of a lot of that was to do with making money obviously and Mm. like the music Mm. and things like that and, and drug culture but whoever was putting on these events was like well how can we maximize like economic benefit so they did like things as simple as taking away um chairs and tables and only having like you know what you get in a club like a table like a little platform that's like chest height so that was to encourage there to be less like surface area to put your drink down on so that you would drink it faster
1: that's mad um
0: i know i didn't know that that's so
1: interesting
0: yeah and like the loss of um and also because they thought that people consumed more when they're standing up than when they're sitting so um also noisy surroundings making it harder to chat so people drink instead um lower prices of alcohol happy hour that's a massive one like literally making alcohol so cheap um spaces that are more welcoming of women than before like drove up how many like mouse were drinking alcohol you know what i mean That's like crazy. it wasn't just a male dominated area anymore so there's all these factors um that kind of contribute to like human behavior that now is like part of a culture that we were just like completely accepting of yeah and it's just so interesting to me
1: do you know what is an aspect of so obviously i know we're we we're doing this episode and kind of took some notes yeah. on like my relationship with alcohol and stuff like that but mm-hmm. an, a, an angle i didn't even think about like pondering or whatever was i've worked in five billion bars like i've been yeah, you're have worked
0: in most most bars in edinburgh
1: yeah literally um, <laughs> nothing to be proud of um i just <laughs> get bored and change jobs but like yeah i think <laughs> it's interesting to think back now that now that i'm kind of thinking about it so i started working in a pub at the age of 18 um mm-hmm. So I, I kind of I worked in a pub full time um, basically after I left school before I started uh, my film degree. And it was just such a weird exposure to, um, I don't know, like drinking. Raw human behaviour. Yes, but like <laughs> drinking in, in environments that I wasn't drinking in. So mm-hmm. When I was 18, I was buzzing and, like, go to the pub, go out, go to clubs, whatever, with my friends. And, you know, I'd go to the pub that I worked at or me and my friends would go out into – take the train into Edinburgh, go to the club, whatever. But when I was working in the pub when I was, like, 18, you start to see the environments in which other people drink or the times of day that you don't drink and what that kind of looks like. And I kind of – I think that was maybe a bit of a my first experience um or first not experience because what the fuck do I know but my first <laughs> um what's it, exposure to like alcoholism mm-hmm. um because mm-hmm. I worked in like old man pub like so many um alcoholics uh, went in there and frequented there that sounds really bad when alcoholics went there you know what I mean there was a lot of people there is that the right am I saying this right am I, am I yeah offensive? I think
0: no but I think people with an alcohol reliance yeah yeah obviously yeah. that's out of their control it's a sickness we know that but totally this totally. is your kind of first exposure to that which is not offensive at all no I think it's more um, narrative on like social injustice really. yeah
1: definitely and it was so actually going back to what I probably thought was what I'm saying was offensive. It probably opened my eyes up to more of alcoholism as a disease rather than, yeah. um, you know, admittedly, as a teenager, probably thought it um, was very much somebody's problem and, like, somebody's yeah. fault. And, yeah. um, you know, just, like, the, you know, the terrible things you think about alcoholism when you are younger and, and less educated yeah. on the subject. But but I'm but
0: like 99% of people have had the same kind of awakening as you like it's not
1: yeah but so let's and super interesting statistics and especially with um we're kind of circling back to like um shifts in the world and stuff that happens such as like um unemployment rates and um, mm-hmm. rave culture whatever so let's talk about personal relationships with alcohol uh, yeah yikes <laughs> but why don't we start with what about you when did you we kind of touched on this last week actually with high school mm. and whatever but when did you kind of personally first um dabble in alcohol
0: so I honestly have some of my most vivid memories is this night right um I would have been so I'm quite young for my year um, mm. So I was fourteen, but like most of my friends were fifteen.
1: <laughs> you're like, only let's I, be real. Sorry to cut you off. You're only saying this because you're like mum and dad are watching. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was eighteen out. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Sorry. So, but,
0: because I think I was actually so young. But mm. my friends, like I was saying last week, like I think I was quite immature for my age at, at kind of fourteen, and then I kind of grew up that year. So the first time I got drunk, um we got a guy in your year, year, year to buy us bottles of like blue md and we paid him this is so embarrassing we paid him like bags of pennies and like five p's and five p's because literally like we were like scraping money together like it was like me i'm sure it's like me kirsten holly alex we we're like sharing this like one bottle of md and we're like oh my god um and i we, then we like prayed um were you going to Uh, like a house party or something yeah yeah we went to it was i'm sure it was Ross and bar's house party i don't know if you were there why are we
1: like fully putting names out there
0: (laughs) no (laughs) yeah you can bleep the name out but um it was his party and uh, it got like it was we were all just like well i say streaming like we were probably like a tiny like an molecule molecule of (laughs) alcohol in our bloodstream and I was like and I um, am I remember like crying to Alex being like oh my god like I'm just like so out of control and shoot (laughs) and our tongues and lips like bright blue anyway then the police came and I remember a girl um like jumped off the wall and like smashed her head um and like the toilet was was, like ripped off the wall I was was literally so bad Yeah, I remember this. Oh my god, it was so bad. Um, Anyway, so that was my first experience, and then that whole summer, like like loads of people, it was like the era of house parties, but also the era of house parties where every single house party, some guy would get raging and like punch the wall, and then everybody would go home. Um, A really joyous time in my life. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I know, love him so much. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so that was like my first. I suppose exposure to alcohol so I kind of went like head first um and there was always someone that took it too far like absolutely always somebody like fucking passed out in the bath Mm, I mean obviously I'm gonna hold my hands up it was me some of the time (laughs) um but not all of the time so that and then that kind of just continued like there was not really a peak or a flow it just like was like continual consumption Mm -hmm. with my friend group um until I went to uni and um, and so I think at that point like my relationship with alcohol was just very like shot shot shots like let's get drunk I love being drunk it's so much fun and um, and I don't really I don't I don't think I ever really reflected on how I felt about alcohol or the role it played in my life it was just like what we did like every single weekend there was some house party or like gaff or we would like go out and six year and stuff um but I never like socially drank like I would never have like a glass of wine with my parents or right. like go to the pub I mean we were underage so like we wouldn't go to the pub anyway but like it was never like come around for a glass of wine like none of that um, and that kind of continued in first year where I think because you I were still went... 17
1: in uni yeah like,
0: really? yeah when yeah. I first went to uni so I used ID. Um, and she will I'm sure we've told you the story before but there was a night we went to Silk which actually first of all I never really enjoyed Silk but a lot of people are sad that it it, um, went under but we were like queuing yeah I know didn't need that cameo but we were queuing outside Silk I'm literally going to talk for like 15 minutes so just shut me up but yeah we were queuing outside Silk and she literally had her like driver's license and went in right before me and then I just used her provisional and was like hi but the guy let me in it was so dumb um, um, and then
1: I feel like they didn't care that much it wasn't like you got away with it it was just like "All oh. right." well
0: no they absolutely did care because we got in I paid entry now, this is what I started about paid six pounds entry mm-hmm. and then I was walking up the stairs and the bouncer like my hair was like you know he grabbed it back, like down the stairs, and pulled me out of the club, and Chloe as well. And then we were standing there, and I remember he was like, "Which one of you is Chloe Cairns?" And I was like, "Well, it's obviously not me." You should
1: have been like both of us.
0: <laughs> I was like, "You choose, sir." <laughs> <laughs> But then he took both of her IDs and we had to go back to her halls and I remember like her trying to be nice about it but like I knew she was raging because she'd lost like all form of ID. Um. So yeah sorry about that Chloe. What a good friend she was because she still let me borrow it after that. But yeah I used to go out literally four or five times a week mm. in first year. Mm. I think like the independents like I don't know but most of the time I was fine and I don't ever remember being like mega hungover or like ill from it I just like when I think back I would honestly drink like I would use I drink a bottle of Lamborghini with like a half bottle of vodka and I'm quite small like I'm not like I could never drink that now and honestly every single night and then we would go to like why not like twice a week like honestly that makes me sick why not twice a week and we would go to Cav all the time like I never went to Cowgate in first year well the first semester first year
1: oh no one did so
0: literally looking back on it now makes me actually want to be sick because I honestly was like drunk most nights um I feel like like it was fun like I honestly had a good time I don't really regret it I met so many friends like and especially now in in lockdown I'm like well you know what you had your fun (laughs) (laughs) like yeah I know that's so meet me up to this point because then it kind of changes for me so you can tell your side of the story
1: mine's not as fun
0: I feel I yeah. we
1: have such different experiences in that sense like f-
0: fucking mm-hmm.
1: Lambrini and vodka aye aye ay. Um, no honestly
0: ask ask any of my um I was gonna say like colleagues in first year what does that mean any of my friends like my friends in Halls Alright, alright.
1: I believe you hard, man. <laughs> Calm down. Alright, we get it. I
0: drank so much. <laughs> right, no, we get because, it. Because you know that like, I literally have a glass of wine now and I'm absolutely swimming. Gone, so gone. That's... It's quite a, three, a 180 for me. Okay. For me!
1: <laughs> um, well, so for me, I, this is what we were talking about last week. I was quite a scared little... <laughs> teenager i didn't get i remember claire's day the night i first properly got drunk so like it's not like i didn't go to these house parties so even like for example the house party you were talking about there um i can guarantee i had like i would have had drink with me and i I just drank really minimally um yeah the first like so you were tea total you just you just like didn't get dropped. <laughs> T I'm off the juice, like <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I
0: was
1: like, I yeah, I would I would go to house parties and have like uh fucking what's it called? Um what were they called? Caribbean twist. Like oh, I would have like love. Caribbean twist, um like I would have the tiny, tiny little bottles of vodka and like mix it with and be like a single splash sir. and then uh, mix it with, like, an entire litre of Sprite and be like, girls, slow me down if I'm getting too much. Like, um... Did you not
0: just find, like, every single person so annoying, though? If yes. you were, like, sober and everyone's just <laughs> yeah, so, but... like, literally so ridiculous. Like, everyone down in
1: bottles of vodka and I'm just sipping my Copperberg strawberry and lime. Like, what? <laughs> um, but, like, it's just, I don't know. Like, it was just bizarre. Like, it just didn't... I mean, we talked about this last week. I kind of, I think... <laughs> I sat and pondered it for an entire episode and then at the end decided, oh, yeah, it was, like, mentally ill. So that's why I didn't drink. <laughs> but I think – so the first time I got drunk was – there a girl in the year above me um, whose 18th it was. And it was um, – mm-hmm. uh, it was at this golf club or whatever, like, classic 18th, whatever. And yeah. I remember this time, you know what? Oh, fuck it. I'm cutting loose. I'm getting – crazy and I think I, yes girl I, I, I don't know when her birthday was but it was summer so I must have been like literally two. um no yeah she was no is that true it was definitely like sometime whatever it was like September or something like that so I was 17 right. I was like fully 17 and I was like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna girls she's gonna do it she's gonna get crazy <laughs> um guys hold me back Hold me back if I start fighting, then just hold me back. Um, and I remember just like looking in like classic looking in the mirror in the golf club toilets and just being like, "Whoa, like what the fuck?"
0: <laughs> just like like bum bam, bam,
1: bam, What's wrong with me? Yeah, literally, like, do do like- a s- <laughs> sip of alcohol, and I'm like, "Why do I feel like this? I'm gonna start break dancing, like." <laughs> just like remember being like fuck like I'm actually drunk and this is probably it was weird though because like I had like I said I drank um at house sorry mum I drank at house parties when I was like 16 and stuff what well, do you know what she knew because my mum and my parents and my sister would buy me but they would buy me like ciders and then like any <laughs> would get me vodka like do you know what I mean like her big yeah. or whatever and it was but I just wouldn't get drunk anyway yeah repeating the same stuff and then I think 18 I did get properly drunk and like I remember specifically um when I worked at the pub that's kind of when I first probably started drinking like a decent amount because like mm-hmm. actually getting drunk regularly because I was working in a fucking pub and of course you are um <laughs> and I remember quite specifically there's this period of my life where so it's just so weird to look back on but yeah. one of my like best friends um Rebecca at, at the time she was living um so she was in between moving houses and she was renting a house her family were renting a house so it was five minutes from mine um like five minute walk and Becca had just <laughs> Becca had just gone through a breakup yeah. and I was in a love turmoil myself Um, and it was just we were both just so in our feels and just so like oh like she was really upset about her breakup and I was really upset about this guy and whatever and (laughs) Becca would literally just turn up at the pub at the end of my shift like three four times a week and she would be like I bought a fucking bottle of Prosecco so what are you going to do about it and I'm just like all right so i guess i'm coming around i guess no like we're sitting in the pub and we're drinking oh this. right okay okay, okay like so. i would finish i would finish maybe and there'd be like three hours until so like you would have a lock-in legally no um <laughs> <laughs> no i'm kidding um no it would either be like it would either be i would finish a little bit before we closed or okay, i see i'm following um allegedly i would have a lock-in mm. um And then we would just go home and drink and either I would sleep over at hers and we would get drunk or even more drunk Mm. or like I would just walk home or whatever and Mm -hmm. yeah I think then to kind of match you first year just like I don't know just going out getting nearly to drunk and then going home like repeatedly for probably a really long time as well like after um even first year like I I just didn't have the same situation as you where I never had fun drunk like mm. ever and I think I have I have had a really really weird and tumultuous relationship with alcohol and mm-hmm. I don't know there's a lot to get into that and um, and I've wrote a, st- a lot of stuff around in my l- little notebook. Um, yeah. But do you know what? I'm just going to match you with your statistics because I've got some as well, and it's kind of on on brand of what we're talking about, with, especially with like yeah. young people and drinking. So uh-huh. I did some research of my own, Christina. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is statistics around alcohol and teenagers and stuff like that. So mm. in 2018 apparently it's a popular year to do some statistics on alcohol um so 44 almost half of children aged 11 to 15 had said that they'd been that they'd drank alcohol in england so i don't know would you find that surprising i don't know if i find that surprising but 11 to 15 no. is quite young though but okay never mind. i
0: think but i think that's quite a. Uh, if it was like 11 percent, sorry 50 percent of 11 year olds i'd be quite shocked. But I I think most people most people have had a sip of alcohol by the time they're like fifteen. Um well not most, half. But I think a lot of that is to do with peer pressure. Like I was just thinking about how you were saying that you never got drunk. And I actually really like, I mean, I know it wasn't out of like um what's the word um self-righteousness but I actually quite respect that because I like I reflect and I'm like I just did it because my friends were and it wasn't like I was like really uncomfortable and didn't want to and like succumbed to peer pressure in the end but like I didn't I think like I would never have gone out on my own and got alcohol had they not been. so it was very Mm -hmm. like um it's kind of like I was saying last week like I just kind of went along with the general flow um But I'm not sure if I regret it because, like, it was good times, and like, I don't think there's been any detrimental effects. What I do think is that it's like completely like that's now almost ten years of my life. Well, no, yeah, almost ten years of my life with alcohol in it. Mm. What I mean, so that's quite substantial for being twenty-two years old. But anyway, yeah. back to what you were saying. I just had a lot of thoughts there.
1: No, definitely, and I think. What we should talk about now is like, you know, because there's a lot to be said about when you started out, al- started drinking alcohol and whatever. But I think now it's super interesting, especially now that we're both graduates and, you know, there's a culture around drinking at high school. There's culture around drinking in university. And I think mm-hmm. now that we're both out of that and therefore drinking and getting drunk is more. I think it's more of a personal choice than ever. Um, and it's yeah, not influenced totally. um, by much at all anymore. I think it's interesting. I was kind of reflecting on like the last four years of my life mm-hmm. where, you know, I've been in university and drinking is, you know, the culture and whatever, especially here mm-hmm. in the UK and mm-hmm. Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I was talking about this with Tom actually, and I was kind of saying about how um, I, I want to talk about like the kind of drunk that you get. And like what you know what kind of drunk are you or whatever Mm. and I think mine's changed a lot and like I've gone from like getting drunk and instantly just being like I need to go home like I just hate this I hate this so much Mm -hmm. Um, I feel I, I feel I don't know it's just there's so much to unpack I think with what my situation I think with alcohol is is, is is very complex because I now looking back was quite mentally unstable as yeah. an 18 year old so I think yeah. it's probably not that surprising now and it was it's less confusing now to look at the fact that when I would drink I would feel completely isolated and like I just couldn't be where I was anymore mm-hmm. Like I just had to mm-hmm. go home and I think there's an interesting arc in the way that that went of like, I never really, I kept, I just drank more as the years got on. I would get drunk Mm -hmm. more and I was genuinely striving for this really unhealthy representation of happiness at drunk that my friends were and I never was. And Mm. I was striving to be this person that was having a lot of fun, probably as well in in the middle of dealing with just a uh, general unhappiness and a general mm-hmm. like <laughs> mm-hmm. depressed. I think when yeah. I got drunk, it was like, this is your fucking time to have fun. Like you're gonna have fun because you're drinking and everyone has fun when they're drunk. So then yeah. when I wouldn't, it would it would probably set me back so much because I thought, well, you're fucked. Like if you can't, if you can't have fun when you're drunk, then like what's the fucking point? You know?
0: It's so funny you say that because it's just reminded me so much of that course that I did because, like like I was saying, it's actually fucked how we, you know, work all week and then, you know, the weekend is for fun and the weekend is for drinking. So all of the energy, like all of the hedonistic tendencies that we have get piled into, like, a Friday and a Saturday night. Yeah. And I would be so interested to take a poll of people walking down, like, Cowgate george street whatever like wherever city you're in and be like is alcohol making you happy right now or is it just like masking the fact that you're unhappy (laughs) because i honestly wouldn't be surprised and i think i've definitely been in this situation like that before where almost like you're drunk and then it suddenly hits you and you're like i'm actually not having fun like what the fuck am i doing yeah i just want to go home and like now i'm just gonna be like ill tomorrow and i've probably like said something i didn't want to say or like Talk to someone or talked about someone in like you know that way you get when you're drunk and just like word vomit Mm. and you just get the fear and like then you're just like well it's self-inflicted so it's a really like difficult cycle to be kind of like kind to yourself about because you've literally put yourself in a in that exact position so like learn to know your limits like why do you keep doing this to yourself but then Mm. at the same time you're completely pressured and it's like if you want to hang out with your friends on a Saturday night like chances are they're going to be in some form of drinking environment so do you then just completely remove yourself or you're the one that's like just drinking water every time and I'm not like saying that that's bad but I personally would find that tricky like every single week to be not drinking around people that are drunk oh yeah um, totally. so it's a really really tricky one to navigate especially if you like recognize that you don't have a good relationship with alcohol or that it's not good for you or good for your mental health yeah. Um, I don't really have any answers to be honest but like how have you like navigated that in the last few years
1: I was, I was thinking about this and I think um you know, I, I, I don't, I, I've not had an alcohol problem. Not that there's any mm-hmm. problem with that. But I don't feel any shame in um, admitting, like, like substances of, like, alcohol has always been a crutch for me. And in, in mm-hmm. looking back, it's like, I think it's so important to recognise um this is why, like, I want to chat about it. It's like, it's so important mm-hmm. to recognise the effects that alcohol can have on you, especially when you're struggling with mental illnesses. Um, oh my God, yeah. And I think I've just had a lot of, like, looking back now, and I, this is a really important conversation. It's something I've wanted to talk about for a while, and I'm glad, genuinely, as cheesy as this sounds and as up my own arse and, like, world's biggest... podcaster ...I sound. I think it's, <laughs> I'm really, really glad to have this platform to chat about this Mm -hmm. and like I've had a lot of Mm -hmm. like PTSD from my -hmm. years of drinking like genuinely it's it's no it's no um secret that I've had like such terrible um what am I trying to say I've had such a shit time with like you've had quite a few
0: scary experiences yes yeah and I think, some of which I've witnessed and it's been absolutely horrible yeah like not if, for you not I don't mean like oh it's horrible for me like it's been no, no, not no. nice for you to no. go
1: through and it's like looking back I've had a lot of like um I've been dealing with like severe depression and yeah. having trauma as well it's so hard to look back on like some of those years and like how alcohol shaped the like direction that my kind of journey of um dealing mm-hmm. with these issues yeah. took shape um yeah. because I think looking back now alcohol it's been really hard to navigate in more recent years because some of the drunkest I've ever been and the most intoxicated I've ever been has led to the most suicidal I've ever felt in my life yeah. and it is a direct effect like it's not just like co- fucking coincidence like I know I've no. gone out on nights out and been relatively okay like you know juggling um <laughs> demons in my head sure but like not when are we not <laughs> when are we not girl it's a Tuesday um but like not particularly feeling um extremely depressed and yeah. then yeah it hits me at like 1am or 2am. I'm really intoxicated and I mm-hmm. feel completely hopeless. And it's like this bubble in my head of, I'm never going to not feel like this. And then I wake up in the morning and it's like, I don't feel great, but I'm out of that mindset because I'm yeah. not drunk. And it's just, yeah. been, it's been so weird since that period of my life, which you very much had, were there for a lot of that. I'm very yeah. much out of that but now it's had this really weird knock-on effect of I'm quite scared to drink now like fully honestly yeah. like, uh-huh. I yeah especially in lockdown like I've not drank that much and like I used to have a lot of anxiety and still do sometimes with getting drunk and like things like um, even drinking with my friends like or even Lee when Lee my flatmate was living here has just moved out but, you know, if, if him, me, his boyfriend and my boyfriend, we would h- have drinks, I would just feel really, really anxious and I wouldn't know. I would already be thinking about mm-hmm. in my head, how do I just go to bed and, like, nobody notices and, like, I don't have to... Yeah, it's yeah,
0: just, yeah.
1: It's so weird now because I'm a 23-year-old woman who is quite scared to be drunk.
0: It's so interesting you say that because I when I've been reflecting on my relationship with alcohol now I quite relate to what you're saying like I'm not I think I'm not scared of alcohol in a sense that like if I'm going for drinks with my friends like it very is it's very contextual for me yeah because if I'm going for drinks with my friends like wouldn't think twice about it that's fine um but if I'm like going on a big night out Mm-hmm. Like, even I remember the last night out that we, you didn't come in the end, but when we went to Horse, horse Meat Disco, remember? Yeah. Like, this time last year, that was like the last big night out I, I went on. And I remember being really worked up about it and being like, I know how drunk or how fucked I'm going to be. Yeah. Um, which is like weird when I think about it now because it does it seems like very counterintuitive but you know you know you're going to be drunk like you know yeah. you're going to be in a state where you don't have that much control over yourself I'm not saying like I'm like like falling all over the place and spewing everywhere but just that like I think as you get more mature and as you grow up more you have a better risk assessment of yourself and also you have more responsibilities so like I knew I was working the next day and I was like it's just not worth the absolute horrendousness that I feel because yeah. that is something that since being in my 20s like oh, that's still weird to say ugh, but like being being <laughs> like 20 21 and now I'm 22 uh, my hangovers have got like so noticeably worse year on year and mm. um, to the point where like my now when I'm over like my skin is disgust like it's so dry and like sore to touch almost and I just feel really like anxious and gross the next day and like I mean I've not really been in any settings where I could embarrass myself but like yeah even just like Drink, like being at Cam's flat and drinking and am always like oh my god like what did I say or like I don't know I mean that's really the only setting where I've been drunk in the last like months but in the summer even like going to the pub and then like waking up going to work and being like oh fuck like what have I done this time it's like almost yeah. like a mistrust in myself and, like a mistrust in my own ability to um I don't know like control myself and something yeah. that really like one of my best friends said to me she was like and I remember this when I said in lockdown and she was like the top my own tolerance for my own bad behavior is so much lower as I get older which I so so understand like you know doing stupid shit like this is just a stupid example but when we went to hide out like Eleanor and I mum don't listen to this jumped on the back of like these random um motorbikes and just like went off like literally without a second thought and that was that and like the rest of the girls all got on uh on the bus and we laugh about it now but like it actually was so dangerous because a we had no idea who we were b like they could have crashed went her wearing like we were literally wearing bikinis and c like we just like got them to drop us off in a random road that we literally didn't know where we were so looking back on that like if i did that now i would be fucking furious at myself because it's just putting yourself i'd be fucking furious at you yeah I know I'd be, and it also is like unnecessary stress for whoever you're with so that's just yeah. an example of like me just having very little tolerance for like annoying drunk me because I'm yeah. so impulsive when I'm drunk I think.
1: Oh absolutely and I think we're I want to I want to second on to what like you said or what your friend Ailey said of like mm-hmm. you know the tolerance of your own mental behavior when you're drunk is is lower now but Mm -hmm. also and you know you kind of I guess we're all striving for this anyway but like I think for me personally as well my need to um be like semi-conscious is gone like my need to you know especially with um going out like properly going out to clubs and that kind of standard that you're, I think what you're saying about that night out horse meat disco, which I didn't go out for that reason only was that the standard, the set, the bar is already set of what kind of drunk you're going to be like. Yeah. The environment, the setting, the event, it's telling you already like you're getting on this level because it's this kind of event and you're, it's this environment. Yeah, And you're going with all your pals and it's all your pals from school that you haven't seen v- very much and they're all coming to mm-hmm. our, our flat and you know it's our kind of one time um and speaking on behalf of you they're not my pals they're probably like imagine they were listening to this and like oh, I they are. know you um, they are no friends. but like they i have. just mean like people um you know, some of your friends that live up in Aberdeen and stuff, you know, yeah, they are yeah. all calming down. And this is the one time we've seen each other in quite a few months. So then again, the bar is set like we're getting really fucked up today because we're not Yeah, like nobody's yeah. going to
0: bail because it's nobody's like going to bail and nobody's going to be we've boring. all paid to see this. Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. You're right. Like, no one's going to be like, don't be boring. Like, drink. yeah, that's I think a harmful narrative. With that,
1: with that kind of environment, I think that was maybe my um permission to then feed this need to not have to think anymore which was the kind of drunk that I wanted to be at was just Mm -hmm. like cloud all the like oblivion yeah oblivion exactly Mm -hmm. cloud all the shit going on in my head and it's like Mm -hmm. that was the environment that gave me the permission to do that and I think what might be my anxiety towards drinking now is actually just the result of a good thing, which is, like, I don't want to lose control anymore. Yeah. But now it's, like, it's almost like I took it far too far before. Mm-hmm. So now it's, like, I'm so scared because I don't know if I know this medium, which I do. I do know this middle ground because I've done it. But, like, I think what's really interesting is, like, New Year's was... um. So we were up in King Usy for New Year's. Yeah, which like we're staying with Tom's family for like a month over the yeah. start of lockdown. And mm-hmm. all we did for New Year's, obviously, because we couldn't do anything, but it was just like me, Tom, Tom's two little sisters, um, his mum and dad, and um, one of Tom's sister's boyfriends was there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just literally like their family um, all together. Yeah. And... I felt unbelievably safe, good, having a good time, whatever. I got fucked, like absolutely schoonered. And I <laughs> didn't know, I had no clue that I was that drunk. I just remember having the absolute time of my life being like, this is fucking yeah. great. And I'm screaming um, Wonderwall by Oasis, but like right. changing the, li- yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But like changing the <laughs> lyrics to about, and like, keep in mind, don't know Tom's family that well at this point like well but not that well and I'm like literally changing the lyrics to talk about their family dog and I'm like I said Bailey you're gonna be the one that saves me because after all you're a Labrador and I was like screaming this at the top of my lungs and I remember just thinking this is fucking fun like whatever yeah and then yeah the next morning waking up Shaking with the worst hangover I have had in years, like years. And I didn't even know I was drunk because for me, drunk isn't fun. And like I was having the best time ever. And I was like, like, I know I'm I'm drunk, I know I'm tipsy, but I'm not fucked because either I fall asleep and pass out, or like (sighs) I'm miserable and I take myself to bed, like I'm super down and I have to go to bed. So I wake up the next day and I'm like, hungover what like just so confused but it was just like bizarre because it was genuinely one of the first times in so long that I'd enjoyed myself drunk
0: it's so interesting that you due to past experience kind of conflate being drunk with bad like bad things and I'm trying to assess what I think now I don't think it's as um like to the same extent as you, um, but I'm thinking like I'm just thinking about so second year for me was like a bad year for mental health and just like general well being and having my life together, um, and I think at that point my relationship with alcohol just like literally went so downhill, and I think I was like you just trying to get into states of oblivion almost to like shun myself of responsibility or like accountability like oh I like I was drunk so I don't know Um, exactly and I have an addictive personality so with the introduction of drink like come other things and stop listening wrong (laughs) Um, truly exposing myself but I mean we've all done it whatever um but yeah so that was like a very slippery slope for me into I would say my one kind of experience with alcohol reliance um but it made me just miserable like I was miserable for months Mm. because I was just going out and like taking it so too far and then being like absolutely terrified like I remember one day I'll never forget this I woke up after a night out at 5 p.m the next day and like for me like that is not me like me at all and I was working like at like half five, I remember like stumbling to work, just being like, "What have I become? Like, how have I let myself get to this oh. point?" Um, and the saving grace because that year, like, I flunked my stats exam. Oh fuck! Sorry, two seconds. That. That's cool. gone. Sending you a sign. In. He says, it is. "You're a um, sinner." My laptop was dying. That's when fix fixed my foot, and I just turned it on. Um. Yeah my, so all that happened and it was just like not good times and then I went to work in France that summer and literally like being away from the environment of binge drinking and that's why I, I'm not, like I'm so I do believe that Britain has a binge drinking culture because having lived I mean granted for four months it's not like massively assimilated but I it's did. It's not. I was exposed sweet to Um, i was exposed to the culture francais and they it couldn't be more different i mean anyone that's like actually french is probably gonna be like sharp like it's the same but in my experience like of course people get drunk but it's more like a byproduct of going out and like having fun and like people would go to the club and like dance dance not just yeah and not only dance
1: because they're fucked
0: yeah like people would have like two drinks and then some people some nights would drink more and like obviously there's still people that like drink to get drunk like it's but as a general cultural difference so that completely like rewired my brain because Mm. i also i'd just been to hideout, which is like the worst (laughs) i mean it's so much fun but it was like binge drinking culture to a tea steroids. on stairs. So yeah um, that was like I suppose my saving grace and then I came back went in third year and was like much more I don't know leveled out and was like social drinking and would have like more dinner parties or go to the pub and stuff like rather than going out all the time.
1: Yes we'd have a Edinburgh some- Uni.
0: <laughs> yeah so we'd throw dinner, dinner parties. parties. <clears throat> um, yeah shut up you know I would have well people around for dinner does that make you more comfortable Here <laughs> hey, at night here we get drunk
1: we go out <laughs> no I don't know what I'm even saying no I, I I'm ripping the piss but yeah I I agree and I think talking mm-hmm. about what you're saying with like France I would love that's interesting now because I would love to go out to a club now and just like have a good time and like you know I think of Cab Vol, which is where you and me would frequent quite often, um, and like would be there fucking every weekend if lockdown wasn't. Honestly, Uh, God, miss it. But and like this is kind of on the rocks, you know. (gasps) Don't say that. I know she better not be. Um, (sighs) But like you know, that's it's kind of part and parcel to like some of this PTSD that like Mm -hmm. it's really interwoven with some of the fucking worst nights of my life I'm just like, um,
0: I know you know what I'm thinking of and I just don't want to be thinking about it anymore what? Well, the night that we don't talk about that night no, uh, no no so <laughs> I mean, that's, that's so actually, annoying, we're like, guys we can't talk about it we can, we just, we're just we like so disgusting fuck. it's not
1: juicy, um, it's just horrific, it's Like so gross, so disgusting bad. <sighs> um but that's what I mean, it's like, I, I fucking love the environment. I mean, God, I honestly just sound like in any, like, student in Edinburgh right now. Like, I love Kat I love, they have DJs, and they, like, play live. And, like, it's nothing that bizarre. Like, nothing there. There's a cafe, you can dance there, but you can also just sit and talk. Um, but no, like, just even like a, a place in like general that,
0: I just
1: I love it in general I would love to really enjoy a night out there and just have fun with my friends but not be not be overtaken with this desire to like or this need to get fucked like to get absolutely yeah. rat arsed if you will um mm-hmm. and it's just like I don't know it's I kind of hope we can all go out one day and I can have no, I don't. I'm not saying that as if I couldn't. I can. It's just like the fear around it. It's just like the kind of worry that kind about, of lurking
0: worry never goes away. Yeah. I
1: yeah. Especially if I went into, especially if I had a night out, and I think I think about this a lot with, especially with lockdown, um, looking like it's ending sooner than before when it seemed endless. This yeah. big, it, there's almost like this um, fictional night out in my head, which is the first night out since Mm. anything and yeah i'm already thinking am i gonna have am i gonna feel like i need to just absolutely fuck it like am i gonna am i gonna feel like (laughs) i need to just go balls to the wall because i but that's something i don't want like i need to remind myself i don't want that that's not fun i know
0: i'm more like i don't know how i'm gonna i think i'm just gonna be like on a high and i Mm -hmm. think I don't think I'll feel the need to be, like, so fucked because it'll just be, like, so fun to be out. But I, what I do worry about is, like... And Holly was saying this to her, she's like, I honestly I'm, like, worried about other people, like, how too far they're going to take it. Not to be yeah. like, I know my limits and other people don't. But, like, I mean, you see the neck of some, like, <clears throat> men on night sight, and, like, it is yeah. absolutely vile. Like, it is threatening. So I just see very well Oh, totally. Again. I mean, like... like- there's enough men in clumps. Like, I actually <sighs> stay with it. That's, so that's whole my whole worry. Whole like, yeah, it, whole, it really is.
1: Uh, but I but... think we have really, do you know what? I feel like we've exhausted this topic, but also scratched the surface. Like, I know there's so much, I still
0: have so much to say, but like, it would be doubling, tripling back to what we we're talking about earlier. I know. Well, I think something all... I do want to say.
1: Sorry, go, you is... go ahead.
0: No, I just wanted to share our like results from listeners because I think it's interesting yeah I wrote them down so we have like tons of people responded so I think it's quite a good like what you call it sample survey um, anyway um 71% of people said that they have a good relationship with alcohol which is encouraging well done everybody Mm. good job guys um good job only so I was surprised that 33% people say they don't know when to stop drinking. That's a third of people. Yeah. Um, but I also get it in terms of, like, you know you should stop drinking, but you'll just feel like, oh, I'll just have one more. And then it's that yeah, one so you don't really that know. like, total tips you. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's quite high in my opinion. 80% mm. of people say that they drink less in lockdown, which is not surprising. No. Um. I definitely do. Yeah
1: I drink a lot less but then it's funny because I know some people drink a lot more and yeah like I think it either I think it's literally just gone one of two ways like it's either you drink yeah. way less or you drink way more.
0: I think I compared to fourth year of uni like I think I drink I do drink less but not drastically like I just don't go to the pub a couple of times a week and have like a couple of pints. But I still mm. usually like have a couple of drinks for the weekend. and um, with my mom and dad. <laughs> so much fun. Um seventy six people percent of people have had a period in their lives when they feel like they aren't in control and they don't know when to stop with alcohol. Seventy six. Yeah. That's
1: interesting. So, so it kind of it's echoes almost what like what a we said, passage.
0: Or... Yeah. Yeah. Um I think you almost do need to I mean everybody everyone will have my mum used to say to me she was like you will have a night where you are far too drunk it will happen to you but take it it. as a lesson yeah yeah Yeah. um but then I think some people like don't get out of that phase for a while yeah um and now whether drinking is preferred social activity was quite a split it was 46 percent Yes, fifty-four percent no. So almost like fifty fifty. Um but I was thinking about this, like how do you feel about that? Because I think so much of our like social activities pre COVID were constructed around drinking. But now that we've had this lockdown, I actually think it's been really good for people and young people yeah. in general to like be forced to do things that like like walking. I mean, that's really all you can do. Mm. instead of going and meeting at the pub when it's like slightly more genuine perhaps
1: yeah i totally agree and i think it's something i've definitely thought about before um like a great example of this is like so one of my really good friends morvin she fucking loves day drinking like is obsessed mm-hmm. with day drinking absolutely loves it <laughs> and i hate it i hate it more than anything yeah like i'm not a fan i get so much anxiety around that even more so than just drinking in general because it's like I then don't know like I feel like with going out and getting drunk I know that I'm always going to bed anyway so
0: sorry, yeah
1: someone came in there and <laughs> like I always know I'm going to bed so like that'll be my saving grace because it's like I can just go to sleep and I don't have to feel what I'm feeling anymore but like if I'm mm-hmm. day drinking then I'm good for like hours and like that yeah. just always scared me and I think yeah this has been a really good time to kind of really take stock of I don't like do I really need to drink every time I see my friends or like no
0: yeah totally so I think it's been good and I think a lot of people have felt that as well like it's quite a general sentiment yeah so Yes, I think that's all I've got to say. Really, I've harped yeah. on so much.
1: No, I think we both have, but I think it's been a really interesting conversation, especially
0: yeah. because
1: I think we've both had, in some ways, super similar experiences, but also in yeah. some ways, totally different. Um, yeah. And I think also it's just so important to talk about these things because I was thinking about this earlier, and not I know we're finishing up, but I think a really really important thing is how little education and conversation there is around the effects of alcohol. And like, I remember in school having like PSE lessons and being told like, oh, alcohol is a depressant and like knowing that and being told that, but then media represents the reality of being drunk completely different. And like, Mm. it goes back to what I said of like feeling like you have to have fun or being drunk is always fun. And I think us kind of having these conversations and, really opening up about like those first years of drinking are super important
0: Mm -hmm. oh yeah I'm really just
1: doing god's work here
0: (laughs) I think there is a very dark side of alcohol that is not often talked about because of the reasons we said like you know people feeling like they should be having fun when drunk so yeah or it's easy to disguise or mm. your emotions are totally heightened so the next day you brush it off like yeah. I've had tons yeah. of nights where someone I know has been really upset or I myself have been really upset for genuine reasons but then like when they check in the next day it's like oh like it's drunk. like I'm it's such an easy yeah. way to excuse anything really exactly. and I hate that or like you know anything um like if you get like if something happens with a boy or girl why do i say it like that if you get with someone for example and then like it's just brushed off because you were drunk like i used to hate that um yeah i don't know like it just seems like you can easily make things not genuine by using the excuse of alcohol but actually like that's not really the case i don't think
1: exactly no i agree and i think it's important for us to deconstruct and demystify a lot of this so absolutely yeah we won't fucking harp on any longer you um, <laughs> it's been a long episode it has been a long episode but i hope you've all enjoyed it um yeah as always if you're watching us on youtube uh give it a like give it a comment that would help us out so much um mm-hmm. you can follow us on instagram and facebook at dead talk podcast we um have really been utilizing it recently like it's been mm-hmm. insane the engagement we've had compared to like literally before like when I first started the podcast I would like go on my own account and be like and like answer the question (laughs) box just to share it like like, viewers that's a really good idea actually (laughs) um but like we had so many responses the last few episodes and it's really Mm -hmm. really helping us I think create like the best episodes we've created yeah Um, so more than ever please follow us on those um accounts because it really really helps us and suggest episodes you'd like to see because we love to hear that as well
0: yeah if there's any like topics you want us to talk about (laughs) because we're so qualified and i'm joking but like Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. because um i think we'll do one like talking about uni maybe one about like friendships but yeah if you have anything else that you want us to talk about please 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 do let us know we're happy to do God's Life. work, as Lucy said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um yeah,
1: look after yourself. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. Glad you.